and welcome to episode number 50 we hey half a century is it 50 yeah it's 50 <laughs> i hope you are well today i have another solo show for you right now so today's topic of the week is mental health before i even get started on this now i want to add a bit of a disclaimer i am by no means an expert on the matter but all i can do is share my thoughts and feelings the reason why this topic has come up with me is because mental health feels very prominent right now within the last year two people in my vicinity have taken their own life uh, i did not know them but the support that was created was just fantastic in that so quickly there were search teams uh, that were put together there were strangers coming together all with the help of social media so this is when social media is actually amazing. You know, people can connect, sort stuff out in an instant. And you know what? People are generally pretty good. You know, people want to help on, on the whole. And when you see this sort of thing happen, you start to have faith in humanity again in what often seems like a world full of doom and gloom. Now, I just want to play a little clip for you from the campaign Time to Change. My dad, when I was young, he, he, he sort of told me, like, I said, oh, I feel a bit funny or whatever, and he was like, I'll oh, mention, talk about their feelings, like, you need to man up. Things like that need to be spoke about. Looking back on it now, what was actually me just having an anxiety attack in a public place because it was too loud, it was too bright, there were too many people. I was just immediately told that I was socially inept, I was awkward, I was embarrassing. A lot of the initial reactions from family and friends made me want to isolate myself. My parents telling me afterwards that a school nurse had called them up and told them that they needed to sort me out before I made my whole dorm anorexic. People were all very lost, not just people my age, but some teachers as well. It just goes down to not knowing what to say. Whilst I was at work and I told everybody my story and then handed out to everybody, some time to change leaflets. When I came back into the office, one of my colleagues had two pencils up his nose and looked at me and said, see, I'm mad as well, the same as you. So as you heard there, there is sometimes a bit of a stigma attached to mental health. With some, there's that kind of suck it up mentality. With some, there's that kind of shy away whenever you see a personal person struggling. And simply because they don't know what to say, it's often easier to avoid the situation. No one's really to blame. You know, it's not your fault if you just don't know how to approach a situation. We just aren't taught how to deal with these sort of situations and, and these people with tough times going on. And it, and it all generally makes us a little bit uncomfortable. So what can we do to change that? Well, there was an article recently on the BBC website and the title was two thirds of adults, UK adults, have nobody to talk to about their problems. So out of 2,500 people questioned, 66% said they had no one to speak to about mental health, relationships or money. They gave reasons such as not being able to find the right time or place to talk. And 28% of the people questioned said 
they had not spoken to anybody as they could not find anywhere appropriate to raise their concerns. With over 22% waiting for a year for that perfect moment. Sue Baker, the director of the campaign Time to Change, which is where that clip is, is from, um, she had a hashtag running at the start of the month, Time to Talk, to try and promote people to just open up a little bit more. And she says, quote, Conversations have the power to change lives wherever they take place. You know, whether that be in your home, at, at work, in the cinema, or even in the car, it is the perfect chance to be more open about mental health. By taking small steps to help others, we can all make our own contribution and make a better, more mentally resistant society. And the article goes on to give some tips for starting conversations, particularly if you're concerned about someone. So here we go. Number one, start small. Leave a note, send a text, make a phone call, just a sign to show you're thinking about someone. That's super simple, but you could underestimate the power of it. Number two, time and place. Sometimes it's difficult to talk face to face, but it might be easier to chat while you're doing something else, such as going out for a walk or cooking together, something like that. Number three, gentle questions. Questions don't have to be uh, personal, you know, especially at first. Just simply saying something like, how, how are you? How's everything going? Could be enough to open up a conversation. Or even if it doesn't, it's showing that you care that little bit more. Number four, be open. Being open and honest yourself can build trust with others. You create a sort of a mutually beneficial relationship that way and conversation will flow with ease, all being well. Number five, treat people the same. When someone is diagnosed with a mental illness, they're still the same person as they were before. If they open up to you, they don't want to be treated any differently. So keep it simple to support them and continue to be you and keep things as normal as possible. So that's just a few tips from the article. As I said, I am absolutely not a professional, so I'm keeping this show fairly light. I just want to make it clear that if you listen to this right now or going through a hard time or even just feeling a little bit low, I hope I can, if anything, just encourage you to reach out to a friend or a professional body. Here in the UK, there's lots of places you can reach out. You know, you have the Samaritans and you have Mind. Here in Northern Ireland, there's Aware NI and there's lots of mindfulness courses and programs you can embark upon. And I will link to those in the show notes, of course. Actually, uh, a lot of the tips I mentioned in my last show regarding getting away from technology every now and again uh, is pretty apt here as well. So getting into your meditation, dialing in on your diet, as a change in diet has shown to eliminate anxiety levels, and I've talked about that before in a previous podcast, so you can hunt back for that one. Sleeping well and getting out and moving more are all going to be really helpful. Now, I'd, to be clear, I don't want this to sound, should I say, overly simplistic and it's that easy to fix problems. I can't possibly begin to understand what goes on in a person's mind. Nobody does. In fact, a long time ago, I did an introductory counselling course and one aspect that really stuck with me and I, and I took away was the fact that you never can, can say to a person, I understand what you're going through because you don't. You're different. 
you're different to everybody else and you and they will react in their own unique way. When we learn to be active listeners, so if you know what I mean there, you literally take a step back and really properly listen, not be desperate to put your two cents in, you know, it's all about me and I need to put my point across, just be quiet for five minutes. That's when we give other people the space, other people the space to open up and share. And that alone can be the beginning of, of a recovery process or a change that flips a switch in their head. I think, and now this is my own little opinion, there are two places we can initially start in order to help ourselves feel mentally healthy, aside from all the top tips I gave before. Number one, give back. Be of service to others. There is nothing more rewarding than seeing a person's face light up because of what you've done for them. And this doesn't have to cost money. It could literally be giving your time to someone. You know, very often giving is much better than receiving and it certainly lights me up. So that's something simple you can try. Number two, which could even go hand in hand with the first one, is finding your purpose I believe we only become truly content when we find our true calling and you know what I'm still trying to find mine and that's okay knowing I'm on a journey is enough for me and I hope that the same applies to you. Now I can almost hear you scream I don't know what my purpose is and and that's cool that is absolutely cool. All you have to do is have the drive and the want to find it and the only way to begin is to try new things. Meet new people go to new places, go to events, and I promise one day it will all become clear. Right now you may you may not see how it's going to work out at all. It might even be downright shitty right now for you, whatever's going on in your life. But sorry to be cheesy, as Steve Jobs once said, we can only make sense of it all when we connect the dots backwards. So we'll get to that goal or that purpose, look back, And only then will we truly understand why we meandered along the way back and forth and didn't quite understand why certain things were happening. You know, there's no such thing as mistakes. There are only teachings and teachings that allow us to change course and move in the direction of our true purpose. So let's do it. Get the hell out there and try all of the things. (laughs) Be open chat to people we we may not normally chat to and who knows what path that'll lead down that's the only way i think to find your true purpose so let's get some passion into our lives life is freaking awesome all right guys i hope that lifted you up a little bit and until next time enjoy the rest of your day see ya